1: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love.
2: This is another Dolphins podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House.
0: As Josh called it, let's get this little bad out of the way. Merrick, you're our guest for today, so why don't you start us up? Who stonk has gone down?
1: Well, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start on this offensive line, and, and you know the offensive line actually performed well. Uh, no sacks allowed so that's awesome and and this particular player actually got uh got some some good markings from uh, the pro football focus website pff i know pff has their uh haters out there and and maybe sometimes we would categorize ourselves in that uh bucket but uh he he performed well according to pff he was actually the number 2 graded offensive lineman for the miami dolphins and that's Center Connor Williams, uh, he blocked well. One thing he didn't do well, though, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this, he didn't snap the ball well. Yeah, he didn't no snap thing. the ball well. Multiple, mul- multiple uh, muffed snaps, uh, and one actually cost the Miami Dolphins points on their opening drive. You know, Tua drove the ball downfield, got them first and goal from the two yard line. It looked like we were about ready to start the season off right with a touchdown at the very, very least, a field goal, get points on the board first against the Chargers, and uh, no, that didn't happen. It was a bad snap by Connor Williams. Actually, his second bad snap uh, on the drive, the very first snap of the Miami Dolphins season was a a muffed snap. Connor Williams, it looked like maybe he snapped it a little earlier or or something like that, and Tua wasn't able to corral it. So uh, Connor Williams, like, listen, dude, if you're going to miss time in the off season complaining about your contract and, and saying you deserve more money, maybe you don't want to come out week one and have multiple muff snaps. Uh It's not a good look for you, bro. It's just not a good look. It makes you look bad. You're blocking again. No problem with the blocking stock up on the blocking, but those snaps, you need to clean it up. It needs to get better as the season progresses or Man, I was so I was so nervous that that Tua was going to get jumped on by some of these big defensive linemen. They were going to jump on his head, or you know maybe another concussion there, or jump on his legs and break his ankles. And I don't know, man. I was I was really nervous for Tua. Thankfully, he avoided injury. Uh, but but these these snaps, they just they have to be better going forward, or it's going to cost the Dolphins a game at some point. And it very nearly almost did this first week against the Chargers.
0: Where are you in terms of, is it just queasy or are you legitimately concerned about this? I get like stock down thousand percent, but, but queasy True. meter, let's actually put that in the mix too.
1: I'm nervous, man. I am. I, I am pretty nervous about this. On a scale of one to 10, I'm, I'm going to rate that pretty highly, a seven or an eight there because... This isn't the first time that Connor Williams has had snap issues, and last year was his first year playing center in the NFL. So, so you almost give him a pass last year, but we're in year two now, and you had an entire offseason to work on it. And we were hearing reports from training camp this offseason that his snaps were still an issue. Well, I want to know why that is, why you haven't cleaned that up, why you're demanding more money when you haven't cleaned that up, and I want to know if this is going to continue to be a problem moving forward because. Centers, you got to do a lot when you're a center. It's it's a dirty job. You got to snap the ball, and then you have to be able to block well. Whereas the other offensive linemen only have to worry about the blocking. So I get it. It's tough. It's not the easiest job out there. And then he's got to worry about making the calls at the line and and telling you know this guard to block this guy and you got to do this and yada yada yada. I get it. It's tough, but. Job number one is snap the ball and snap the ball well. And he didn't do that on numerous occasions week one. To his credit, he did come out after the game and he said, hey, that's on me. First game jitters. I'm going to get that cleaned up and I will be better going forward. So, you know, you, you, you put it out there in the universe, Connor Williams. You need to be better. I agree. Hopefully he's working on that this week and hopefully we won't see it, you know, become a problem again this Sunday or any Sundays moving forward.
2: Yeah, we saw a little bit of it last year but the first game of the year this is not what you want to see out of it like you mentioned the guy that's sitting there holding out that we were all you know we all felt confident you know he did look good at center you know if he can bring these snap issues and get that under control he is a very good center so um it's kind of a bad look when like you said he sat out all that time i will say you mentioned he almost threw this game away and cost costed miami this game if you go back and watch that um the play before the half where J.C. Jackson got that interception, Tua wasn't even ready for that snap the way Connor Williams snapped it into his stomach. So um, there would have been a potential fumble as well. So Connor Williams is great in pass protection, great at run blocking, but he needs to figure out those snaps. And let's be honest, some of it wasn't all on him. We saw Tua maybe bobble a snap, you know, who knows with a center and uh, exchange when he's under his us But overall, Connor Williams stocked down.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I won't say it's too, too much of a worry yet. You consider that the offensive line didn't allow a single slack. I think the, the key for this group is it's never going to be pretty, but it's never going to be ugly. I think – actually, I, I guess that was still pretty ugly with those snaps, but but I guess what I'm it's, trying to say is it's not disastrous.
2: It was it's still, still not Liam Eikenberg. That's what I was going to say. It's still not Liam Eikenberg,
1: yeah. so we're good. No, and we didn't see Liam Eikenberg, I don't think. Or did he get rotated in? I can't remember. He if played he had any... one
0: snap at left guard. It was very weird. Isaiah Wynn missed one snap, and it was like the first play of the second drive, and all I could think is – please don't try to be too smart. And, and I thought they were going to do every other possession, have someone else out there. And I was going to lose my mind.
1: Yeah. I wonder if anyone has asked McDaniel about that yet, or if anyone will ask uh, McDaniel about why Liam Meikenberg was in there for one snap. It may be That's something probably- as simple as Isaiah, when shoe came untied or something. And he was like, send Liam out there. I got to tie this shoe. I don't know. Josh, what do you got for stock down?
2: Okay, this kind of pains me a little bit because, I mean, we all know that linebacker is an issue for the Miami Dolphins, has been for a while. Um, I'm a guy that likes to watch the linebackers. I thought David Long Jr., when you watched his tape at Tennessee, would be a nice fit in Miami's off uh, defense. And w- whether it was missing time in camp with the injuries, the injury history that he has, and then this first game with the Miami Dolphins against the Chargers, he had 17 total reps Nine in against the run, eight in pass coverage. He was in the box 14 times and in the slot three times. And we all know we saw that uh, catch Keenan Allen had where David Long was just like five or six yards trailing him in coverage. How that matchup even came about, I'd love to know. But um, for a guy who, you know, looks so promising, that could maybe be that leader in the middle of the Dolphins defense that extra linebacker that we've all wanted for so long I mean I'm not sitting here saving Dave Long's a bust but when you brought him in to be a difference maker you were hoping to see more out of him than 17 total snaps and to see Andrew Van Ginkle out snap him so um, he was out there for that big Austin Eckler run that got gashed and I'm not sure we saw him much after that so between the Keenan Allen uh, completion the big gain and then him just completely I don't know if he got sucked in you know read the wrong lane whatever it was on that huge Austin Eckler run but we didn't see much of David Long after that. So stock down for David Long. Hope he can pull it together because, again, when you watch a tape, when he's healthy, what he did before his time in Miami, he looked like a difference maker, and he did so even in the preseason, if we're being honest.
0: Merrick, I want to ask you, Mike McDaniel had an interesting quote on Wednesday. He was asked about the defense, and I think his he summed it up by saying there were too many guys just trying to make a play instead of being a part of the play. I feel like David Long kind of sits in that category, at least for week one.
1: Yeah. And you know, he's the new guy. He's the newcomer. Uh, and if you read between the lines, this off season, you could tell Vic Fangio wasn't as impressed with David long as maybe we were hoping he would be. A lot of us had high hopes. A lot of us dolphins fans had high hopes for David long. And I think that's still warranted. You know, you could still hope that, that he turns it around and, and gets more playing time. He only played 17 snaps on defense for the dolphins. Andrew Van Ginkle, who, is learning middle linebacker right now has been an off ball, you know, outside linebacker, his entire career, rushing the passer, uh, almost exclusively Uh, he played significantly more snaps than David long jr. Did on Sunday against the chargers. And I think Mike McDaniel talked about that today and he said, Oh, well, that was just the specific game plan for this opponent. So whatever that means, I'm not sure. Uh, We'll have to see if that continues on Sunday night football against the Patriots. Patriots have a different breed of running back. You know, Austin Eckler's more of that that small, speedster, shifty kind of guy. Great pass catcher out of the backfield. Whereas Zeke Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson, they're more kind of just you know jam it down your throat type guys. They're gonna they're gonna. Try to bully you, really. Um, so maybe David Long is better against that type of running back, and that's how Vic Fangio feels. We'll we'll have to see and we'll keep a close eye on that moving forward. Certainly not ready to give up on David Long Jr. just yet. Uh, but I did find it quite interesting that he only played 17 defensive snaps and he, you know, seems to be appears to be healthy. So you, you can't really blame injury for that either. So interested to see what he does moving forward starting this Sunday against the Pats.
0: I don't know if it's copium or, or what, but I genuinely believe Mike McDaniel when he says it was uh, scheme-oriented. I mean, Josh, you said it. It's not hard to get a matchup where you have Keenan Allen on David Long Jr. and all of a sudden you're running down the field. Hell, the first play of the season was Tyreek Hill being covered by Khalil Mack, right? So these this was a very tough opponent for the Dolphins' uh, defense. I think they'll do a lot better with the more physical uphill downhill runners like the reminder Stevenson's like the Zeke Elliott's Josh do you see that maybe being David Long's opportunity where it fits that idea of he can just be that missile hit the hole and and see who comes out alive
2: yeah I think I think what Mike McDaniel said he's probably being honest when he said you know guys we're just trying to make plays and not you know be part of the play and then you also got to look at those snaps as far as scheme I mean Los Angeles Chargers went up tempo there for a little bit. So there were times when Andrew Van Ginkle was stuck on the field, and it did look like the Chargers at some points were, you know, running towards him. But um, I do think he'll settle down and he'll become hopefully that linebacker that we all hope for. Um, I don't have his contract in front of me, but I remember when he did sign it, I was thinking, damn, they got him for pretty close to, you know, a a pretty good deal. So I'm not ready to give up on him by any stretch of the imagination. But, again, he was a guy I was super stoked about, especially seeing his first game, and he let me down a little bit. So stock down. um, Hopefully he does better. On Sunday night football, wish the Dolphins were wearing their throwbacks for that one. But we can talk about that another time. Yeah,
1: come on. Stock down Tom Garfinkel or whoever's in charge of that.
2: All of them. Mike McDaniel's got to put his foot down too. Like, dude, they're wearing Seriously. their throwbacks. What? Like, I'm, I'm Did you see Tua coming
1: times. coming into the tunnel? He was, wear, he was wearing throwback stuff, Speaking but it generation. wasn't the throwback throwback. Yeah, it was like it was the early 2000s throwbacks, which was weird. That's like my least favorite logo out of all of them. And the only Dang. logo I actually have tattooed on my body, which is stupid. So,
2: And most of my life was that logo, so I don't know why I don't like it so much, but he did.
1: Yeah, it just looks like Sunday morning cartoons. No, oh, Josh is super
2: frozen for this one. (laughs) Oh
1: man, who's your stock down, Jake?
0: I went with someone who I uh, don't think you could even recognize him being on the field if uh, you rewatched the game, and that's Emmanuel Agba. It just seemed like this was a scenario where you see the explosiveness of players you have like Jalen Phillips. Where on earth was Emmanuel Agba? Well, I'll tell you where. He was on the field for eighteen snaps. He had a PFF grade. Sub 30. So, gentlemen, when you think about this Miami Dolphins roster, you think about these high-priced players they have, especially over the defensive line, that could have been a difference maker against the Chargers. You need that depth. You need that stud. I mean, Emmanuel Agba's a backup, but he is getting paid like someone who's going to be a playmaker. We need to see him out there doing his throw the dice celebration because he should be a good run stopper. He should be out there. The fact he played only 18 snaps and really struggled struggled in them, Makes me a little queasy that Josh Boyer's defense might have been his uh, secret sauce because when you look at his time in Cleveland and you think of his time in Kansas City, he was a very different player that, not trying to hate, I'm very happy he's on the team. I'm glad they made the deal before for agency. He would not have gotten that deal if he wasn't going bananas in Miami. I think he had nine and a half sacks back-to-back seasons where it really set the tone, but we haven't seen that guy in close to two years now. Welcome back, Josh.
2: Yeah, man, I don't know what happened there. I went into a whole nother multiverse and came back out and spit me back out. But I heard what you said about Agba, man. I mean, when you're paying him that much money, you do want to see more out of him, right? I mean, and when you need that help up front against the run, even in pass. I mean, we see him getting those big paws up there. He's talked about being in, playing in coverage a little bit more. So um, I'll be the first one to admit I have egg on my face. I know we did plenty of pods, Jake, where, you know, throughout the season, you start to realize when – Agba wasn't out there. This defense was completely different. So you realize what he meant to this defense, but I don't know that he means that to this defense at this point. So um, you could see the little kid peeking behind. He was, um, uh, but I don't I don't think that that really matters. I think if the Dolphins had their, um, you know, if it was up to the Dolphins, they probably would trade Emmanuel Agba as quick as they can, get that money off the books. But who you going to trade him to? Colts for Jonathan Taylor? I mean, come on. Who thought of that idea?
1: <laughs> well they there's a couple more weeks until until maybe that gets done there but yeah Emmanuel Agba he's he's a high high paid guy he makes a lot of money makes a lot of money and you know I think that's part of the reason why he's still on the team because that contract makes him kind of untradeable and certainly makes him uncuttable you're not going to sit there and eat I don't even know what it is like 15 million or 17 million or something like that you're not just going to eat that uh, I do think it's his last year as a Miami Dolphin but I hope we can get some productive snaps out of him before we do end up cutting him loose. Um, I, I, I forget which one of you said it, but I would like to see him play inside a little bit more. I think they're trying this experiment where they're trying to play him on the outside and drop him back into car- No, don't do that. Don't do that. He's a big guy. Just put him in the middle. We need to stop the run. The run defense needs to get a lot better and maybe he can help with that. So, you know, whoever, whoever can do it. Uh, maybe it's Ogba. Maybe it's somebody else that that rushing defense needs to be a ton better.
0: And Josh actually made a good point, too. Um, what I, what makes Agba special on this all defensive line, considering you have Jalen Phillips, who's already in the ring of honor, considering you have Christian Wilkins ready to, bank, to break the bank, and then you have Zach Sealer just earned a new contract. Agba's a little different where he as Josh said, can bat balls down. You don't see that much from Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer. It will happen, but I think that's what really was a difference maker for someone like Agba is I think he batted down like four balls uh, when he was healthy. So just having that situation where maybe he can clog up up a lane in the passing game, even that too, is something I want to watch more. But man, for the amount he's getting paid, 18 snaps just seems so, so crazy. And that might be my biggest surprise out of these three. What do you guys think?
1: I think that Vic Fangio doesn't care what we think, you know, and I don't think Vic Fangio cares what anybody thinks. And I don't think Vic Fangio cares if you're making 15 million dollars a year or if you're on a veteran minimum salary. I think Vic Fangio is a no BS kind of guy. And what he sees in practice is what he goes on. And he doesn't care what you've done in the past or or anything like that. If he sees you in practice not doing what he wants you to do, then you're not going to get as many snaps as the guy next to you on game day. And in some respects, that's great. You know, that's actually going to be better for this Miami Dolphins team in the long run. You would, though, as a fan, and I'm sure Chris Greer as the GM, you would hope that you could kind of marry those big contract guys with your best performers, and then therefore they become the, the guys on defense or any, you know, Part of the field; those are your guys that get the most snaps. So, uh you know, as far as David Long Jr. goes, he, you know, he's one of the more higher-priced guys, even though they got him on a deal. And certainly Emmanuel Agba. Hopefully, these guys can uh, can figure it figure it out and, and help this defense out. And then hopefully, with Connor Williams, he just gets those snaps better because everything else was good from Connor on Sunday. You know, we don't want to be too down on him, but just get those snaps where they need to go, when they need to go, and uh, everything will be all right on that front too.
0: Josh, you got a negative uh, thought to wrap us up here?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say I'm a little bit um, disappointed in all of these guys, but I continue to go back to David Long. I will say the one thing with Emmanuel Ogba, it goes back to the David Long situation. They were running the ball effectively, kind of went up tempo. Do you think maybe they were trying to get Ogba out there? I mean, um, that's just me. Tin, I don't even have a ten hat, but you know what I'm saying. So hopefully they utilize Ogba. I know Merrick said he didn't care. Vic Fangio doesn't care how much you get paid, but I kind of feel like if you're getting paid that much money, get your ass up there, you know, put him in the interior of this defensive line and let him do things that some of these other guys might not be able to do in certain situations. So get your most out of Emmanuel Agba, but I think we can all agree. He's probably done after this year and we're all down on that.